Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. This is the Finch Show and I am James Finch. We are talking 3D printing, cosplaying, all things nerdy and rad. Guest on this episode of the podcast is Stefania Sassano. You have to look her up. Twitch, Instagram, TikTok. She does so many great things. She's a cosplayer. She's a Twitch streamer and just an awesome human being. We had a great conversation. I'm going to get right into it. Ladies and gentlemen, here's Stefania. Okay. Um, have to know. So you said you did, you finished Obi-Wan. Yes, I did. What did you think of that finale? Oh my God. I just, I just go back to the, the fight scene with Darth Vader and Obi-Wan. And I love how they mirrored um, the scene with Ahsoka and Darth Vader with the slashed uh, mask. And I, I noticed um, people were talking about it, like on TikTok. Uh, when Darth Vader goes from Anakin to Darth Vader, the color changes from the lightsaber on his face from like blue to red. I thought that was really, really cool to point out. Yes. Yeah. I also noticed how uh, the the Sith eyes, they were like normal, you know, it was Anakin, and then they slowly transitioned back into Sith eyes, which is really cool. And someone said that that was the second time, I think second time that Obi-Wan saw his eyes go from Anakin to Sith, which is so sad. Oh mm-hmm. my God. Ian McGregor and Hayden Christensen, they did such a fantastic job. They did. And that was uh, between the, the the changing of the lightsaber and the eyes. That was like a such a subtle way to show the inner conflict that oh, he yeah. was going through. You know, um, the thing that I thought was really cool, at least that stuck out to me, is that when you watch Return of the Jedi, right, and yeah. Vader or Anakin takes off his helmet at the end because he wants to see Luke, he's got this big gash on the top of his head mm-hmm. that he did not get in episode three. I mean, he got burned pretty good. Um, but then watching that finale, you're like, oh, that's where that came from. Obi-Wan gave it to him, you know, because for so yeah. long, you just kind of assume that from the end of episode three, Obi-Wan didn't see him again until, you know, A New Hope. But then you're like, oh, but yeah, I thought I, it was insanely. What do you think of the the show overall? I really enjoyed it. I know a lot of people were very iffy about it. And there's some people saying like, oh, we should have like flashbacks from Clone Wars, whatever. Uh, we did get a flashback, which was really cool. I love to see that, especially uh, in that episode where you got to see the difference, you know, comparison. It kind of like paralleled their fight from then to now, how they were, how Anakin has always been. Um, I overall enjoyed the show. I really, I think... My favorites throughout the show were Reva and Darth Vader. Mm. Darth Vader, it really made me love the character even more. Right. He um he's such a fun character. And the great thing about mm-hmm. it is, is that if you go back, because I'm like old enough that I want to say episode one came out and I was like 18, 19. Right. So for my whole trilogy or my whole life, it was just the original trilogy. Like that's all we got. Um, and even then you don't see Vader until the very end of the prequel trilogy in episode three. So we went like years of Vader being like a badass, but it was just through like presentation and intimidation. Yeah. It wasn't until like Rogue One and like this show that we get to see him go like full Sith Lord and oh, just yeah. like go ham on people. And it's been awesome to see. I think the scariest thing I saw from him was he literally like snapped a kid's neck yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was so so gruesome yeah. i just i really enjoyed seeing this side of him where you know this brutal side of him he 
burned he wanted to burn obi-wan mm-hmm. like that was horrifying just that whole sequence when he uh when he got to the town mm-hmm. yeah he just vader is not just a genocidal maniac he's a jerk yeah <laughs> he's just like yeah. the, like nobody even that village was even threatening him and he's just like i'm gonna snap your snap your neck i'm gonna drag you here and then yeah, yeah took obi-wan to the full like grill master special mm-hmm. just started dragging him through the coals it was like oh yeah, I think he's got some issues. I think he's got some um, some stuff to work through. Um, <laughs> yeah, and Riva. Oh, I loved Riva. I loved her, so yeah. So much. I, I think it has to be noted, like, I don't know about you. I was, like, disgusted by some of the online hate oh, she was yeah. getting. I'm like, dude, back yeah. off. Like, you know. Um, but Star Wars fans, unfortunately, there are some of them that can be that way. Mm-hmm. The uh, thing people have to keep in mind, the actor doesn't write the script. Oh, of so if, course. If you don't like the show, don't blame the actor. They're a, a young actor coming up, and somebody says, Hey, do you want to part in Star Wars? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of, of course. course. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I, I don't even care what I'd be playing. I'd instantly sign on if it means I was going to be in a Star Wars movie or show. Right. Yeah. How could you ever turn that down? 100%. Exactly. You're do that, for sure. That's just like saying, like, I'm a huge Marvel fan. So it's just like saying, like, that's the same thing. Yeah. I would literally not say no. Uh huh. Yeah, you couldn't. And um, the I love the switch with her character, where all of a sudden she yeah. was like, "Oh, she wasn't like a Sith Lord wannabe. No, she was straight up doing all this just to get close to Vader to get revenge, mm-hmm. which might be one of the most Sith things ever." Um, yeah. but then it was the same thing with Vader. We got to see that conflict within her as to why she was doing what she was doing and what kind of person she was going to become. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy the character. She actually went to uh, she went to Yale. She oh, studied really? there and uh, I, I live in Connecticut. So it's like close to me. I really actually wanted to go to Yale for a uh, drama. I was thinking about it for a bit, but I was like too expensive, way too expensive. <laughs> um, but yeah, some great people come out of there and she's one of them. I'm really happy for her and I hope we see more of her. Uh, like I said, Riva's become my favorite character and people bullying a child and racist comments on, on a great actor. Literally, if you don't like the show, just don't watch it. Right. Just don't watch it. Yeah. Yeah. There's no re- reason to make someone's life miserable. Yeah. Because you don't like a TV show. That's like such bad vibes. Like there's nothing good comes of that. You're not, you're never going to accomplish anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Um, baby. I don't want to say baby little girl. Leia stole that show. Oh, yes. Like just grabbed did. it and grabbed it and ran off with it. You know? uh-huh. <laughs> I knew from the beginning, I was like, I was like, Carrie Fisher would be so proud of her. Mm-hmm. So proud. And yeah. uh, Carrie Fisher actually had a, a parrot or a bird named Lola. And oh, really? I think that's what I read. And uh, they named the uh, the droid, the little droid she has, Lola. So I didn't know that. Yeah. That is so I, cool. Th- that's, what I, that's what I read about or heard. Um, I thought that was really cool. It's uh-huh. a little homage to, to her. And also, I love the outfits. Her outfits... Because they they reflect on Leia in the original trilogy. You also mm-hmm. see like some parts of Padme, which is awesome. Um, so I, I love to see that. Mm-hmm. I love to see the connection. I'm glad. I know like a few years back, Star Wars wasn't doing that great with the sequel trilogy. Um, I'm just glad that they're like coming together now and making the connections. And it's turned out to be pretty good. Yeah. And I love the way they didn't make her just a scared little girl caught up in all this. Like she had some yeah. attitude. You know, oh, yeah. You, yeah. Just like you were saying, you could see the threads of both Padme and um, Leia there. It was really mm-hmm. extremely well done. 
I love the the relationship she has with Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. I love it. It really connects to uh, A New Hope when she's seeking him out, finding help. Um, it just comes full circle at this point, which mm-hmm. is really nice to see. Yeah, and it gives more weight to the scene um, in the Death Star when Luke goes in and gets Leia out of the holding cell and says, I'm here with Ben Kenobi. And the look on her face is what? He's here? Mm-hmm. Well, now that you've seen Kenobi, that gives so much more gravity to that scene yeah. and that line that like there's all this past history rather than just somebody she heard of who might live on Tatooine that she's going to send a message to that there's you know actual real gravity to that. Yeah, it's crazy to think that when they were doing this original trilogy, they didn't think that shows like this would come out of it and they would make it connect in a way where it just makes sense. It kind of like bleeds through and just fits perfectly. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't think that. Like George (laughs) Lucas didn't think that this is going to be like where it is today, you Mm -hmm. know? Yeah, I wonder how he feels sitting there watching this stuff. Like for him, because I don't don't even know. That'd be interesting to see or know. If he has any kind of like, I don't even want to say control, but even any kind of like creator input throughout the process of these things, if like producers are talking to him or, you know, or or if he just flat out, just like you and me just has to sit down on his couch and turn it on and, and see what's happening. Cause that'd be interesting to be in the room when some of that goes, you know, for sure. A part of me like hopes that he has some part of it, or at least, you know, they're, they're checking in with him because he's the one that started this all. Mm -hmm. So it's always good to go back to the grandfather of a, of a series or a, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, <clears throat> moving on from that, um, I, you know, as I glance through your Instagram account, I have to ask, have you ever heard of the X-Men? So, you know, it kind of rings a bell. Um, you know, I, I may have a few things that, uh, that are from X-Men. Oh, okay. I didn't I've know. heard of them. Because I thought maybe like, dude, it'll blow your mind when you when you see who the X-Men are. Um, but to those who are listening and or watching or don't know, uh, cosplay-wise, um, as somebody who is a lifelong X-Men nerd, it's really awesome to see. Um, what I guess the best way to ask is where did all of that kind of begin for you? Right. So... You know, every person who's in college, they always go through this like crazy breakdown, right? You know, at least one person goes through a breakdown in college. Um, so it was senior year and I was trying to figure out what I was going to do after I graduate. I studied film. Um, I did theater. I enjoyed really halfway through college. I started to move closer to theater because I love performing. Um, I always have. But I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm stressing out. <laughs> I really love Marvel. I really love the X-Men. I really want to do something with it. Uh, and I kind of started cosplaying. I've always loved dressing up. My first cosplay was actually uh, this Loki helmet that I made in October of 2020. Yeah, 2020. And um, I was like, you know, that could actually be a thing. So fast forward to May of 2021, I was like, all right, I love this character. I love dressing up. I'm going to try and try a video out. <laughs> Why not? And it got some pretty good uh, reviews. And I was like, maybe this could be a thing. But my love for the character actually comes from, I want to say it was like a few years ago, maybe a little more. I created this character in my head that could absorb powers from other superheroes. And it was only absorption. 
and she would keep it permanently. I kind of made her OP. <laughs> um, I never gave her a name though. I'm not really good with names. I'm, I'm good with like creating a character. Names, horrible at. Mm-hmm. But she was always in my mind and I was like, this is a really cool character. She stole the powers of Thor. She's the goddess of thunder. Um, and then fast forward and I was doing some research on Marvel characters, like women characters. You know, when I wanted to like cosplay and stuff, who could I do? And I came upon a uh, rogue and I was like, oh, she's a pretty cool character. I read her description and I was like, that's, that's the character <laughs> that was in my head. She has a name now. <laughs> so uh, I don't want to brag, but I kind of made rogue up <laughs> um, without doing the work. <laughs> so yeah, I, from there on, I started to read about the character, read the comics instantly loved her um i love that she's a southern belle she has this like little bit of sass and uh charmness to her but she always is up for a good fight she has this really strong will about her she's always very passionate uh, about her fights and and everything she gets into which i really love i i love to reflect on that character and kind of see a part of her in me as well mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah, there's nothing, uh, there's something really awesome about a character, especially a female character, you know, in a Southern voice saying, bless your heart while she's knocking your teeth in. You know, yes. that's just, <laughs> that's just kind of cool, you know? Um, yeah, the, um, what was it that first got you into Marvel? My siblings, actually. So I don't remember what, well, the first Marvel movie, if you want to go way back, was Spider-Man. That was the first Marvel movie that I saw. Um, so Tobey Maguire is my favorite Spider-Man, even though I love them in like their own way and their own movies. Um, I really enjoy Andrew Garfield as well, but Tobey Maguire is my favorite. That's the first Marvel movie I saw. And then I want to say in high school, it was where I got into the MCU. Um, but yeah, it was really my siblings that they're older than me. I'm the youngest that got me into watching these movies. Mm-hmm. Cool. So we always go see them together. Yeah, <laughs> you have to do that. And um, talking about um, your rogue cosplay, I love the way it's not just like made a rogue outfit and that's what you go with. Like mm-hmm. you've done several variants, which is yeah. really cool. Of course, I'm I'm like, I'm always a fan of like what they call like the 92 X-Men where it's like the jumpsuit and then the leather flight jacket. Because to mm-hmm. me, that's just like classic rogue. Um, what um, do you... I guess what to do, what's your process for deciding like which version of Rogue you want to do and then how you approach it? So I was reading the comics um, one day and it got to the extreme X-Men run. And I think I want to say that was the third version that I wanted to do because the second version I did was X-Men Evolution. I had watched the animated series I'd watched X-Men Evolution Um, before starting to read the comics, I believe. And so I basically just watch or read and I find the design that I really enjoy most and, or, or the design that's like easy to pull off right away if I want to. And I just hop into it. So it's, you know, Amazon is your friend. Um, (laughs) With the X-Men Evolution cosplay, I had like a few things, but the rest was like on Amazon. It's pretty easy to find, which I was surprised about. But for some cosplays like uh, Extreme X-Men where she has the red jumpsuit, I um, some things I had to do on my own where I had to like paint something or, um, you know, that matter of fact, 
Uh, I actually made the bone claws. She has like bone claws because that was the run where she could like recall any power that she'd absorb. One of them being Wolverines and she had the bone claws and I actually made those out of clay. Oh, so nice. <laughs> I took the, I bought Wolverine claws as like the base and then I just clayed around them to make it look bone. Um, but yeah, so it's just whatever catches my eye. Uh, I know the Age of Apocalypse outfit, a lot of people were like, I should do. Um, I'm trying to get into sewing more. I've sewed a bit, but I'm not the greatest at it. So the, uh, the um, Age of Apocalypse one is going to be a bit. <laughs> yeah, that one's a, that's a bit more of a complex one. Oh, yeah. For sure. It looks amazing. Um, it does. The other one was the, uh, gosh, and I don't see the problem is, is when it comes to Rogue, I don't remember the names you know of the costumes but i remember like mid 2000s where she had like the the green outfit with like just the white stripe down the middle and almost had a cloak over that Mm -hmm. i I always really loved that one and that was in a period where i had been out of i've been out of reading comics i want to say for close to 10 years and when i left off you know and with x-men it's always miss a little miss a lot um yeah i'd left off is when she was still like the classic you know with the big poofy hair and the, like I said, the brown leather jacket. And then I come back, she's dressed completely different mm-hmm. has more of a crop cut, which I think probably came from the X-Men evolution, you know, that mm-hmm. sort of style haircut, but yeah, that's uh, it. She's, and she's such a phenomenal character. Um, we talked about that. What, um, and it, you've done several others, you know, you're not like a, a one trick pony, you know, when it mm-hmm. comes to, when it comes to cosplay. Um, I enjoyed the, um, was that X 23 you did? Yeah. I see that. Yeah, that one's that's she's like one of my favorite characters as well. That um, what do you know a lot about what got you into that character? I just wanted to venture out with other X-Men, um, experiment with others. And I didn't really know much about X-23. I just knew that she took on the mantle of Wolverine. Um, and I really want to get the cowl for her, too. Which is, it's pretty cool. Uh, but the first time I actually showed that cosplay was at Rhode Island Comic-Con last year, I want to say. Yeah, last year. And uh, I know a lot of people really love to see that. But X-23 was one of those where I was like, she's young. Uh, I have like similar hair color to her. Easier to pull off than like others, I would say. So I found the suit. I bought it and uh, bought the claws with it. And I just was like, this is something simple, but effective. X-23 is a really cool character, and uh, I mostly know her from Logan, um, so I've, I haven't read much about her. I just know that she's a really cool character, and she's the, like a spawn of Wolverine, so mm-hmm. I just I want to venture off with her more. Maybe like her black outfit, too, I really enjoy. I just mm-hmm. really love her Wolverine outfit. The colors, it's the colors that get me. Yeah, I've got, uh, I've got her up right there on the shoulder. Oh, I see her. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That big, huge, gigantic, like 16 inch tall statue. Uh, Yeah, she's a fun character. Great character. Um, I don't know if it's changed. So I haven't read comics much in the last couple of years, but for a long time, she had this weird, like people would assume that she had like a father daughter relationship with Wolverine and very much not like she's very much convinced, at least at the time when I was reading that if anybody was going to kill Logan, it was going to be her. Because they were both good guys and they're both on that side, but ultimately there was a ton of resentment there, which is like, you know, I could launch into a whole other nerd podcast about that in and of itself. Uh, and she's also one of those characters who has a ton of different outfits, mm-hmm. you know, like when she first showed up, you know, it was just like she would just be like jeans and a tank top. 
and then it evolved into you know the you know the the black and then into like the modern like kind of like the way you cosplayed is that like the basically looks like the wolverine costume but for her and okay. yeah the cow would be cool i've i've wondered that for a long time i've seen so many people cosplay as wolverine and i feel like the cowl is always a tricky part because if you do it and you do it right it looks amazing oh yeah and, I, and i've seen some really really cool ones i keep debating whether to do it myself except for the fact that i would never i because i could never cosplay as wolverine um even though like lifelong he's like one of my favorite characters i mean i've, I've said this on the podcast before my youngest son is named logan so clearly really? <laughs> clearly <laughs> clearly i'm a fan of the character um <clears throat> excuse me the um in the most recent one that you've done that I've seen you posted on, on Instagram um, from, for those who know, cause it was just, of course, I know this is coming out, but it, you know, Dr. Strange two just came out uh, on Disney plus um, Clea. Yeah. What, uh, what got you to that one? So I was always wondering when this character was going to show up into the MCU because we got Dr. Strange and I knew Clea was the wife of Dr. Strange you know their close relationship um I was like when are we gonna get her and then you got the dark dimension in the first Dr. Strange and she is the sorcerer supreme of that one and when she finally showed up in the post-credit scene of the second one I I'm pretty sure I was the only person in the theater that gasped I like started hitting my brother and I was like, oh my God. And he was like, who is that? I was like, you don't know who that is? I instantly knew as soon as she came up. Also perfect casting, I want to mm -hmm. say. Charlize Theron, I really love her as an actor. She's fabulous. And I'm glad they chose her to play Clea. And then I saw her costume and I was like, I need that cosplay because it's such <laughs> a cool costume. <laughs> as soon as it came out, I was like, instant buy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that and it looks amazing. It, it looks great. And the um, yeah, that was the fun thing about the MCU that they can have somebody like Charlize Theron playing a part like that in a cameo mm -hmm. in a movie and keep it completely under wraps so that it's just like this nice little yeah. present waiting for you at the end of the end of the movie. You're like, no way, because that's the funny thing about the uh, the MCU post credit scene. Some of them are like total jaw droppers and some of them you're kind of like, OK, you know, but that one I remember in the theater and. I don't know a ton about her, but I did at least know her name. So when I saw it in the theater, it was like, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So they don't plan on resting with their laurels when it comes to Doctor Strange, because clearly they have much, because you don't bring somebody of that caliber of actor in mm -hmm. to make a cameo like that if you don't plan on doing big things with it. Oh, exactly. I'm so excited to see what they do. I also thought, I was like, does this mean Doctor Strange is going to die? Yeah. Because, <laughs> you know, he did in the comics. Uh, she became the Sorcerer Supreme. So it makes me wonder, but I hope they use her in the long run very much because mm -hmm. one, great actor, big actor, and two, great character that you can do a lot of stuff with. I mean, she is the niece of Dormammu. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, how crazy can you get, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you could bring that whole, yeah. God. And then your mind just goes like crazy with like the, 5,000 different ways storyline wise that that whole thing could go um and you know I and I kind of wondered in Doctor Strange too if he was going to still be with us as a character by the end of that movie because it seems yeah. like they're slowly sort of like you know and it, it sort of felt like they brought um America Gomez in to sort of you know potentially you know introduce her as a new character and then maybe you know kind of 
help with a lot of other people sort of be the next generation of the MCU, but no, clearly they, clearly they've got plans for Dr. Strange. So, and I'm fine with that. I'm I'm, I'm totally game with that. Um, How often, um, how often do you make it to cons? I try to go to ones that I'll have a lot more stuff to do Um, like bigger cons, I would say, and a lot more people I can meet as well. So I, my first con was Terrificon. Um, I went last year, I think it was in July. It's same this year. I'm not sure if I'm going to go this year. I'm kind of debating on it because I'm going to New York Comic Con. It's a lot of money. So we'll see. But I try to go to like Rhode Island Comic Con. I want to go to Boston Fan Expo. Um, I try to hit the big cons. I really one day want to go to San Diego Comic Con. I know they're doing an X-Men panel there and Lenore Zan's going to be there. Oh my God. When I found that out, I was like, somebody get me a ticket. (laughs) Like I will pay for the flight. I have family there. I can stay with just somebody get me a ticket. Mm -hmm. Um, But this year I'm going to New York comic-con. It's my first time going and I'm very, very excited Uh, all four days. So I have some cosplays planned out. Some are not confirmed yet. Um, Just depends on what else I come up with and the time span that I have. But I'm going to try and hit up Rhode Island Comic Con again this year and hopefully Boston Fan Expo. So we'll see. Usually a lot of cons happen on the East Coast, more so in the summer into fall time. Um, Rarely do I see like spring ones. Uh, If I do, they're like not as crazy. But yeah, the big ones I'm trying to go to. (laughs) Mm -hmm. A lot of, uh, yeah, the uh, when's uh, New York Comic Con? October 6th, the 9th, I want to say. Oh, 6th, the 9th, okay. yeah. Okay. We're um, right now here. I live a couple hours outside Chicago. Um, mm-hmm. Right now we're gearing up for C2E2, first week of August, oh. which is like one of the big ones. And then I, for my first time in my life, I'm so excited. I'm going to WonderCon next March. Um, really? Yeah, that one I'm super excited for, um, it, which is, it's almost like too early to be excited about it because it's, mm-hmm. it's months away. <laughs> like we got, we got. When do tickets go on sale? You know, I don't know. I, I should probably look into that, shouldn't I? Yeah, um, I definitely would buy tickets for WonderCon and then just like figure out flight later. Yeah, th- <laughs> that's exactly what I plan on doing. I'm going to figure out hotel and, you know, f- flights and all that stuff later. Initially, it's just make sure you got, you know, got the ability to get in the door. So, yeah, I should probably get yeah. on that. That wouldn't be a terrible idea. Um, what do you like about going to cons? I love meeting people. I know. <laughs> so I try and do Rogue on Saturday because Saturday is the biggest day for people and I just love going around and meeting people rogue is very popular at cons she is I've noticed uh, especially because like usually it's only me as rogue I rarely see anybody else um but she's very popular and I I love taking pictures of people meeting people I've actually met a few people who follow me on tiktok this was last year at a con I met them um and it's cool meeting them I love seeing going to panels I saw uh, Scream Boys, um, what, what's the name, what's the name, Matthew Lillard, Matthew Lillard and Ski Ulrich. Uh, I saw them last year at Rhode Island Comic Con. They're such a great duo, mm-hmm. such a great duo, so funny. But I love the panels, I love the atmosphere, the cosplays, the cosplay contest, crazy. The stuff that people do and the time that they have to do it, details, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. I just love going to a place where I can share all this stuff with other people um i find like a new home at cons and uh i definitely want to do like an x-men meetup for new york comic-con that would <laughs> definitely be cool. plan on it yeah yeah 
Yeah, the uh, you know the crazy thing is that um, the like the first I want to say the first con that I went to was probably like around two thousand five, mm-hmm. and cosplay back then was very different. Um, and I'm not hating on people back then, but back then you know you couldn't go to Amazon and buy a suit. You know there yeah. weren't a lot of places that were making those, so you had to like make everything. Um, 3D printing didn't exist yet, which has slowly become a bigger and bigger component of um, of cosplay. But walking around a con now and the stuff that people cosplay is like movie quality. Like it's mind blowing the stuff that people come up with. You know, I just I can't I can't go on about it enough. And, you know, even cons aside, I'm sure you see this um, scrolling through Instagram. Like every yeah. day my mind is blown by something I see like, oh my God, that is just like absolutely amazing. Mm-hmm. I want to get a 3D printer eventually because I know that'll be very helpful with stuff that I want to do. Like I have this mindset where I want to do big, crazy things, but then I'm like, I can't, you can do with EVA foam. It just takes a lot of work. Um, but for something that I want to be like solid and sturdy, I would want to use 3d printer for Mm. like for example i want to do a mandalorian rogue um i've always had this thought in my head where like the colors and the concept of it would be just so cool but i need 3d printer (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah um do it 100 do it i've got Mm -hmm. i've got three in my basement that are running right now because even though it's august we're like i think like five or six weeks away from c2e2 and i'm already con crunching um i've got bloody knuckles right now because i just got done fixing one of the printers to get it going again oh yeah (laughs) Uh, but i can't stress it enough it is so much fun it is so much fun to do and it does um i mean you end up doing a lot of post-production on those things you know you know it'd be nice if it was like star trek you know where you could just hit a button and be like thor helmet beep and then boom pops right there but Mm -hmm. yeah and the versatility of things you can do you know I, i highly recommend it's a rabbit hole you know, you're going to end up going down a rabbit hole for sure, but I, I, I definitely say it's worth it. Um, so you said you have some cosplay ideas out there. Some aren't confirmed and I'm not even necessarily talking about that, but just in general, are there cosplays out there that you would love to do someday? I'm looking to do a star Wars cosplay. I have a lot of people saying that I really should do one. And I've always wanted to do one ever since I was younger. I want to say like maybe 10 years old, I wanted to dress up as Padme for Halloween, but I never got the chance to. I don't know why, to be honest, but I've never gotten the chance to dress up as her. Uh, She's a cosplay that I eventually want to do. It's a classic. It's been done so many times, but I just really love the character. Um, But I definitely want to do like Ahsoka, um, some form of Jedi cosplay. It doesn't have to be like a character that's already like created. I could do my own thing. Um, I do have a lightsaber, which is really cool. (laughs) I'm really happy about that. But one of the cosplays that I was supposed to do but didn't end up doing was Wonder Woman because I had ordered the wrong size. (laughs) I ordered the wrong size and I couldn't get like a exchange. I had to pay like almost $200 for a new one, which is how much it costed like originally. Yeah. But I was like, all right, forget about that. So what I'm going to plan on doing with that is I have some EVA foam left. I'm going to try and make like the top part um, out of that and sort of form it in a way. Um, 
so I'm going to see how that goes, but it's going to be a while before I really get to it. Mm-hmm. Um, other cosplays I want to do, I want to do like some more X-Men stuff. Um, I want to get into the boys because I see a lot of Starlight cosplays and I was like, oh, it's a pretty cool cosplay. Might give it a shot. So I'm going to start watching the boys and try and see like more characters I could do through that. Uh, but yeah, I'm trying to venture out a little bit of everything. So you haven't watched the boys yet. I have not. No, I, <laughs> I did watch Stranger Things. It took me like, I don't know how many years to start watching it, but I'm finally on season four, episode three, I want to say three or four. Um, so I'm almost done and then almost ready for the second part that's coming out uh, the end of summer. But yeah, I got Stranger Things checked off. Now the boys is next. <laughs> I just can't like go back and forth from shows. I have to just sit and watch a show throughout you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, um, if you're a fan of raunchy, gory humor slash action, the show will blow your mind. Yeah. If you are one of those people who is a church mother and thinks that everything is risque and should be banned. <laughs> you will hate it. It is that. So it is such a good show. It is so phenomenal. Um, I'm somebody like I said, who loves gore, loves raunch. I, I have a very, very dirty sense of humor. And even then there are times that show makes me wince like, Ooh, yeah. man, that's rough. But <laughs> yeah. There could be some, there could be some really cool characters, especially like gender bend. You could definitely mm-hmm. gender bend some cool characters out of that. Yeah. I could see that for sure. Um, yeah. And X-Men too. You know, I, I remember years ago, a few years ago at a con, I saw a, a female who was doing Cyclops. And it was so well done. It was just like flawless, like to the point yeah. where you're like, did a movie studio make that? Um, yeah. What other what uh, X Men characters would you like to do? Because that's, so, that's a- speaking of gender bent, I actually want to do a gender bent gambit. I've been told to do that, and I think the costume I saw, I've seen like a few people do it, and they look great. And I was like, I gotta try this out. So definitely a gender bent gambit I want to do. Um, I've seen like Emma Frost, um, Psylocke. Um, I kind of, there's like a small part of me that wants to do Nightcrawler. Oh. <laughs> um, it's just a matter of, do I want to really paint myself blue? Uh, <laughs> but that's also going for Mystique as well. Mystique would be a really cool character to do. Um, so I just got to put in the effort and time to just paint myself blue if I want to do those characters. I'm also looking into getting uh, colored contacts because that'll make the characters feel more real and complete. Um, but I tried to go through that last year getting them and they were like, you need a prescription. And I was like, I don't wear glasses. <laughs> so <laughs> I had to go through a doctor now. Really? It's such a process. That's why it took me so long to get them. Wow. Even you can't just, and I've never done this for you can't just go on Amazon and just like buy colored contacts. I mean, you can, it's, uh, it's riskier to go through like companies that don't do like prescription checks. Mm. Um, but I actually, there's actually one company in mind that I think someone told me you don't need one. So I have to go back into it, look into them and do mm. that. I just like, I'm like, I don't want to mess up my eyes. Right. Um, but I also don't want to go through the process of paying a doctor just to tell me I don't need glasses. <laughs> <You Yeah. laughs> no, I already knew that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Gosh. Yeah. Cause if you did, I mean, I'm, you know, if you did Nightcrawler, and you did the yellow contacts. I mean, talk about making it pop. Like that was oh, yeah. just like, whoa. That's, I mean, that's taking your cosplay to a whole nother. And all it is is two thin little pieces of plastic. But yeah, that would that would for sure do it. 
Um, cool. And um, you, um, I, I, I haven't gotten to see it yet. I just today um, started following you on Twitch. Um, so I'm excited to join in on a Twitch stream sometime. Uh, what is it that you enjoy about Twitch streaming? I love playing games. <laughs> I, I've always have. I've played like all the Lego games. They're my favorite. But I also love interacting with people on my stream. Um, I'm trying to add more interactive stuff that they can do as well because I want to kind of go into Twitch streaming full time. Um, but, you know, you got to amp up your Twitch streams a bit more. So I actually just bought a, a green screen too. <laughs> it's coming in tomorrow. Nice. Um, but I love playing games and interacting with people. And I've been playing a lot of Fortnite lately. I wasn't a Fortnite kind of person uh, <laughs> before last year, um, but one of my friends got me into it. And now we usually play like almost every night. Um, but I started playing the Guardians game and I really enjoy it. I'm thinking of streaming that one. Um, I don't know, tonight or maybe like next week, I still have to, I have to re-download it because I just did like a whole clean on my computer recently. Um, I'm really happy Spider-Man's coming to PC because I'm definitely streaming that in my Black Cat cosplay. <laughs> you know, it's only right. right. <laughs> it's only right that I do that. But I just really love the atmosphere of Twitch streaming. You can do whatever you want as well while also like having fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, um, the Guardians of the Game. I haven't played that. What kind of game is that? Uh, it's almost like Spider-Man. I think it's almost like on the same level of it. Uh, I just recently started playing it, then I had to delete it. Um, I only got through like the beginning part, uh, but it's really cool. The music that they have in it is fantastic. You know, the Guardians, they have you know, great 80s music and stuff. Um, they have great music in the game too. I think that was, I heard the storyline is really good. One of my friends finished it in like a week. <laughs> he like wouldn't stop playing it, but he said it's a really good game, the stories he said the story is better than the guardians movies. I was like, really? Whoa. He's like, yeah. That's like, a claim right. to make. Yeah, for sure. Is it like uh is it like an MMORPG? Is it a shooter? How does it, how does it play? Um, I actually don't even know what it actually plays as. Um, I didn't really read the whole description <laughs> on it. I kind of right. just press play. Um, but I want to say it's like on the same level as the Spider-Man game. Okay, cool. And I, I it just doesn't have, I don't know if it has like a, I, like I didn't get far in the game yet. I don't know if it has like that open world kind of thing where you can do like quests and stuff. I want to say it does, but I haven't like gotten fully into the game yet. I've only done like the first 10 minutes, I want to say. Uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had to delete it. <laughs> right. What, um, what else do you like to play? Uh, Lego games. I, I'm a sucker yeah. for Lego games. Um, my favorite one is Lego superheroes, Lego mm -hmm. Marvel superheroes. Um, I like that one more than the second one. I got that one on my switch and I got the first one. I started playing it on my brother's PS4. Um, I enjoy that one more just because it is the same as like the Avengers ones and the same as like the other ones. The Lego Marvel Superheroes 2 is like a bit different. And I was like trying to get a grip onto it, but it wasn't really working out. Like there's still some stuff that I have to do that I have no idea how to complete to get to hundred mm. percent. So I definitely like the first one more. Um, I'm trying to do more games, like play more games. Um, long time ago, I played Halo. <laughs> long time ago. <laughs> um, 
that was fun to play. Um, trying to see, like, I'm trying to look on my desktop what games that I have. Uh, <laughs> GTA. I actually played GTA 5 only because my friends got me into it. My friends have a great influence on me. Um, but we usually just play it just to do, like, missions or just to run into people, uh, shoot each other, all that. <laughs> <laughs> That's good stuff. The uh, Yeah, I remember it was so funny when the... God, I don't even remember how long ago it was when the very first Lego Star Wars game came out. Oh, my God. I and, shouldn't have finished that game. <laughs> you, you know, the funny thing is, though, when it came out, it was kind of initially regarded as somewhat of a joke, you know, really? by, by hardcore gamers, you know, those idiots. Uh, um, because, you know, back then it was it was Halo. It was Call of Duty. It was, you know, you know, and I remember when I went in, when it came out and I went into GameStop to buy and the guy behind the counter was almost snickering at me over he's like dude you're buying lego star wars i'm like really yeah it looks awesome like i don't care i'm gonna and now it's like you look at all the lego games and how much probably a billion dollars the company has made off of those things yeah they're they're so much fun to play i mean got a kid can sit down and play it or a full-grown adult can sit down and play it for hours and have a ton of fun with it yeah definitely i Um, haven't finished the newer game that came out i remember playing the older game uh, growing up i loved that game so much i was so excited when they said it was coming back but i haven't finished it i just realized that you just reminded me <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was it was crazy I, I remember playing that and at the time my oldest son i want to say he might have been like six or seven somewhere in there and i think that was like the first game that like latched him in to the point where like he was like seven years old and all of a sudden i'd like hear this noise at like one in the morning and I have to go in his bedroom and he's sitting up in bed playing Lego stars. I'm like, dude, like you're <laughs> in school in the morning, man. Come on. <clears throat> That's really cool. How, um, so moving over to then the other side, um, how's TikTok been to you? TikTok. I am actually like really happy what's going with it right now. Um, I reached hundred K followers a few months ago, I think, and I'm already at 111,000. So that's awesome. Um, I just love the response that my videos are getting. It makes me thrive to do more stuff, um, to do bigger things. I know a little bit of video editing. I tried to get into YouTube a bit, but overall, I just am not good at coming up with content for YouTube. (laughs) Um, Short stuff like TikTok, that's easier. But I know a little bit of editing. I studied film, so I want to get back into it more and put that more into my videos. I'm looking to do like more sponsorships with other companies, trying to get that kind of level. Uh, I would love to go to a Marvel premiere one day. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know I see people go and I'm like, you are the luckiest person right now. Um, but I just, I love making content. I love getting the reactions that I do and it just makes me do more and more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Marvel premieres hundred percent. I was, I don't know if you know, uh, Brittany, Captain Britain, um, on Instagram, I was mm-hmm. just talking to her this morning and she's going to the love and thunder premiere tonight. And it, really, yeah. Just like you would imagine she's con crunching. Like right now she's like, I'm at work. It's tonight. I'm tired. My costume's not done. Uh, I don't know if you know Kiara from Kiara's workshop. She's mm-hmm. over at her place right now. She flew out there. So they're like, you know, they're, they're all stressed out about getting this done in time to go to the premiere. And I'm like, I'd just be happy going to the premiere. Like that would in yeah. and of itself just to get it invited would be exciting. Um, I'm getting, I'm not terribly 
too far behind you on followers on TikTok. I think I'm up to 74. Not 74,000, 74. 74. <laughs> but that, that's, that's purely because of the fact that I put like no effort into it. Like I made one video that for me, I felt like went viral because like 1,100 people saw it. And I'm like, oh my God. Um, I keep meaning to branch out into that more. Primarily, you know, take segments from this show and, you know, put them into tech talks. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. It's it's kind of one of the, like, I just like, just last weekend, I had to be in a video call while somebody was explaining Discord to me. Like, because we're setting up a new Discord. For anybody listening, we're going to have a Discord, not necessarily for the podcast, but it's like an overall, like, just nerd community Discord. Um, yeah, the further along you get in life, the more you need to have these things explained to you by somebody significantly younger than you, because you're like, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's crazy, like, how big, like, there are people that are 16 that are crazy huge on TikTok. And I'm like, how? Yeah. How did you get like that? Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm jealous. I'm like, how many years older than you? I'm jealous. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, and sometimes I just, I, you know, you try really, really hard not to be the cranky old curmudgeon. But when I like look on a video on TikTok and it's just a car driving down a street and it's, that's yeah. all it is. It's th- four seconds long. It's really crappy quality. Why does it have 4.1.4 million likes? Like, yeah, what the hell is happening here? You know, I know I was so excited to get like some of my videos to at least 1 million views. Like I go crazy if a video gets at least a hundred thousand views, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I know a lot of people do like the creator funds and I tried that out for a bit, but that was like early on. It wasn't really worth it for me. Maybe it is now that I have over a hundred thousand followers. So I might get back into it. Um, but I know a lot of people benefit from that, which is great, but yeah, getting videos to that level of view or like, it's a lot of work. Sometimes put a lot of work into a video and it makes like 10,000 views. It's like, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember, uh, it's, whew, a few years ago, um, my daughter was really into these videos on YouTube. I don't know if you've seen these because I think there have been a ton of copycats, but all it is is this woman would go buy toys and then would her whole YouTube videos were her just taking them out of the packaging. Like really? you, you never saw her face, you know, it would just be like the box of like this toy would get set down and then you just see her hands like opening up and taking everything out. And my daughter was obsessed with them. And then I remember reading an article. I want to say I'm like Newsweek or something that that lady who did those was like the highest grossing YouTuber that year made $4.5 million. And all she was doing was like going and buying like a Play-Doh set and would just like take it out. I mean, it had decent quality. Like she had just like an all white backdrop and an all white table. Everything looked really clean. And then she'd have some music to it. She didn't even really talk. And I'm like, oh my God, that's what, (laughs) that's what it takes to make that much money. Yeah. Sometimes I don't understand it, but on the flip side, I don't know anybody out there who's listening was this way, um, but I was one of those people who several months ago downloaded TikTok purely as a joke, and yep. then I'd find myself flipping at 3 a.m., just like laughing my rear end, just like, oh my God, that's a good one. You know, yeah. and, and now my wife's like, you know, because I just sit there and text them to her all the time, like, oh, you got to see this one. Oh, you got to see this one. Oh, you got to see this one. And yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm loving the algorithm. I love like how the, the ag- algorithm gets to the point where it's like, I'm down to the stuff I, I want to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I going back to that video you saw on YouTube, 
it makes me think of like ASMR videos. Like, was it ASMR? Because those go crazy big. Yeah, you know, I think that was before ASMR was really a big thing. Mm-hmm. But in a lot of ways, I mean, it could very, I don't know if she was intentionally going for that, but it 100% could have been. You know, my wife is into those ASMR videos. She watches them to go to bed where will be like makeup tutorials and stuff like that. <laughs> um, for me, it's nails on a chalkboard, mainly because I mm-hmm. can't stand the sound of somebody whispering. And so help me God, if I was sleeping and somebody was whispering, I would just like get up and throw the TV out the window. That's just, I can't stand it, but <laughs> she loves it. But yeah, I, I could see that. Um, uh, I'll, I'll have to go back and look now. Yeah, it's probably like maybe the very beginning of ASMR or pre-ASMR. Um, those videos, I can imagine, went crazy viral. Mm-hmm. They still do. Yeah. I see them on TikTok all the time. I I liked maybe one ASMR video, and now I see like a bunch of ASMR lives <laughs> on my scroll through TikTok. I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. It's uh-huh. just one video. <laughs> right. <laughs> <clears throat> it's funny the algorithm works that way because i'll get mad at myself for liking a video because i'm like oh, uh, now now they're going to be chucking a bunch of that in my feed and i just wanted to like that yeah. one yeah I, and i have to like consciously make sure that i pronounce it correctly because i spent so long calling it like asmar like just to be a smart ass <laughs> that i have to like make sure i have to like asmr asmr okay yeah well hey uh we're um we're getting up to the clock here um but I want to open it up to you. Uh, where all can people find you at? Uh, right now, you can find me on TikTok at Stefania Sestano. Uh, on Twitter as well, same handle. Instagram, it's a little different. It's Stefania underscore Sestano. Um, that little difference makes a big deal, right? <laughs> and uh, on Twitch, I'm on a Steph Cosplays. Uh, I will be streaming tonight. Ho- hopefully, it's uh, Thursday, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Thursdays, Tuesdays and Thursdays, try and get a stream in. Um, but I will be streaming tonight. So, um, yeah, you can find me on those platforms. YouTube, I'm trying to get a little bit more into. I'm trying. <laughs> we'll see. I might do like con vlogs. Um, so maybe oh, that's that where I'll cool. start. Yeah, that would be really yeah. cool to see for sure. Um, well, hey, um, once again, I want to thank you so much for uh, taking the time to come on the podcast. Um, for those of us who are following you, we will keep following you. And anybody out there is thinking about following, I definitely say go do it. Uh, but yeah, we'll let you go and uh, hope we get to talk to you again sometime soon. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's such a great time. You I bet, love doing absolutely. podcasts, like I said. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, so that was the episode with Stefania. I hope you enjoyed it. We had a lot of fun talking. I want to thank everybody out there for liking, subscribing, sharing, even the DMing, sending me messages. I love all of it so much. And I just want to say I love all of you. I hope you take care of each other and we'll talk to you next time.